Hey friends, before we begin, we wanted to make sure that you are following us on all of our social media platforms at Dabblin' Dribblin'. Whether it be on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, we would love for you to be a part of our Dabblin' Dribblin' community. Um, Also, be sure to rate, subscribe, and comment uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts, Um, especially if you listen on Apple Podcasts. We would love um, a rating and comments and all those wonderful things. So be sure to support, um, and let's get on with the show. What up, folks? Welcome to another episode of Dabbling and Dribbling with Alex and Bry. Hey. Um, ooh, you sounded good there. Thanks. The, 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 like Bri the... is the only one who wears headphones during this, so <laughs> she like, can oh, hear. Dang. You you sound good, bud. I've been working on that all week. <laughs> You're like, hey. Thanks. <laughs> um, so we are in for another episode, a little earlier than normal, but we're excited to get into everything. But before we begin, as always. What's going on, bud? It's been a week. It's been a week, and today is November 1st. It sure is. So are you back on the grid? Which means I'm back listening to the news. And, and how has that been? I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> and everything is the worst. You wake up, and you're just like, okay, what have I missed in a month? And then you realize, oh, things are still pretty terrible at the top. Yeah. And then just the rest of the world keeps spinning. Continues to be And yeah, crap. so I'm going to have to figure out a way to just, you know, like... Deal and manage. Yeah. But you know what? We're all in it together. Sure. And I take solace in knowing that there are good people out there uh-huh. who are also concerned and invested. And so I'll just stay on this for another year. And and then I think what I'll do is 11 months on, one month off. Okay. And then just that's how it's going to be. All right. How's your Halloween? Did you do anything? I did nothing because it's actually one of the holidays in New York that I enjoy the least. Yeah, it's not the best. I mean, how do you, I mean... I mean, it's fun, but it's kind it of obnoxious. It can be fun. It can be obnoxious. I mean, there are pretty times in New York when the season changes with sure. the leaves. That's always nice. Yeah. Uh, so Thanksgiving time, and then Christmas, it's always beautiful with the lights and everything. Yeah, totally. But then Halloween, you start to see people out there behaving in ways they normally wouldn't. And you can still see their face, like, most of the time. It's just they're, they're wearing some kind of costume on their body, but right. not on their face. And they think they're, like, somehow disguised or whatever. But they're not. Yeah, like, anyone could, well, whatever. But people make choice decisions, and so I prefer not to go out on Halloween, so. Yeah. No, I've always enjoyed Halloween, but I think, you know, it gets a little obnoxious. And I think that might just be my age. But it's yeah, And if you don't live here in New York... You maybe are thinking like, oh, it's a little judgmental. I really like Halloween. No, I used to like Halloween too until right. I moved here. Yeah. And it's different. It's just different. It's, you, just if different. you ever get to experience it, it's a lot. <laughs> anyway, uh, how are you? I'm good. Um, I was able to um, surprise my mom. She turned 60 yesterday. That's exciting. Happy birthday, mama. Um, nice. She, she's a treat, not a trick. She was born on Halloween. Um, and, um, it was fun. Like me and little booger butt Wrigley Mm -hmm. went to the burbs in Chicago and it was a fun time. We gave all candy to the kids. Wrigley loved it. He was bat dog as per usual. Um, yeah. So it was pretty, he's exhausted. He's over there. He just looks completely tuckered out. Yeah. He's like, I've been traveling. Um, (laughs) yeah, no, it was, it's been a fun week. Um, I have a couple more like work related things happening this week. So. Uh, but I'm looking forward to 
um, talking about all the things we're going to be talking about this week. Yeah, for sure. Um, which is, let's get right into it. Um, right. So you heard about the Texas owner. Yeah. So the Texas owner, his name is Bob McNair. He's a super old white guy. Um, He's like it, almost cartoonish. Like I saw a picture of him. You think he looks cartoonish? A little bit. He's a bald guy with um, a very pronounced caterpillar mustache. No, he doesn't have a mustache at all. You keep talking. I'm going to look up pictures. <laughs> he doesn't have, he's, he's, you know, bald white man. I, I mean, I've not seen a picture of, what, of him Hold with on. a mustache. You keep, you keep going there. Um, but I mean, I could, he looks like, um, uh, like a shriveled up Ben Kingsley, like a white version of him. I'm looking at a picture of him with a mustache, but oh, like I see a lot of them without him. Without well, he's the he's an old dude. Yeah, he's an old dude. He's um, the owner of the Texans, which is a football team in Houston. In Houston. Um, shout out to Houston Texans out there. Um, so and Houston Astro fans. Yeah, considering it's Game Seven of yeah, the luck. World Series. Good luck, y'all. Yeah, we're recording this before Game Seven, so. so Hope it worked out yeah. for one or one side. Whatever. I really don't care who. Yeah, my Cubs aren't in it, and we won in Game Seven, so it could be it could be a thing. Yeah. So essentially, um, there was a conversation around uh, the NFL players and their protesting. You know, the kneeling, the not res- quote unquote respecting the flag and the national anthem, and he went on to state uh, in this discussion. Specifically, um, let me see if I can pull up. Um, we can't have the inmates running the prison. Um, this is the statement that um, he said, and I don't know the rest of what he said, but that specific statement is what everyone has. Um, there was a lot of backlash on because he essentially stated, if you, if someone said that to you, in the context of the conversation in the of, context. in the context of the conversation of these NFL <laughs> players are protesting and what the hell and and I go, we can't have the inmates running the prison. What do you think? I mean, listen. No, what do you think, Alex? I'm Just, laughing now because it's not. It's a figure of speech. It's an expression that I've heard before. Absolutely. But it's so tone deaf. Like, it's just it incredibly is totally. totally. It's like, it's like in the context of this conversation where people are kneeling and the uh, impetus for this was a guy in Colin Kaepernick who was doing it because black people were being disproportionately oppressed, incarcerated, right. these sorts of things. Yeah. To say, can't let the inmates run the prison is just completely... Just, what are no, you you're doing? just dumb. I'm just, you're just dumb, buddy. It's wrong, but it's also so wrong that it's funny. Like, I can't believe it. Yeah, and so so he said that, and clearly there was a lot of backlash of like, what did this mofo say? Yeah. Um, and so he went on to write an apology, and in his apology he says, I regret that I used that expression. I never meant to offend anyone, and I was not referring to our players. I used a figure of speech that was never intended to be taken literally. I would never characterize our players or our league that way, and I apologize to anyone who was offended by it. Now I have a couple of things that I want to say. Go for it. First and foremost, you were not referring to your play- the players? I'm definitely referring to you the players. You were absolutely referring to the players. Are we dumb? That's Do you think we're about. stupid? Do you think we were born today or yesterday? It's, like, come on, dude. It was in relation to them. Absolutely. So um, your apology already is null and void because you lied. I <laughs> was talking ap- about the water boys. Right. Who the hell were you talking the about? The guys with the hot towels. Absolutely. They so, can't be running things. <laughs> so that's, first and foremost, that. You're a nothing liar. 
Two, I want you to state what you said specifically about the inmates. I want you to say, say it to the players. Yeah. See what happens. Well, I thought he also went to them in person in the locker room and also apologized. That was my understanding. I don't Maybe I didn't not, read that. But either way. If he did, good for Texans him. Texans players left. Uh, some Texans players left the facility. Mm-hmm. They just got up and left yeah. for, during practice. Yeah, and I just... So, for me, do you have white old man the audacity to say that in front of a bunch of black men? Big black men who could clearly snap you in half if they wanted to. I don't think 45 would have said what he said in front of the actual football players. No. About son of a bitch, fire yeah, him. That exactly. So, those are like... Uh, not, nobody's surprised by this, mm-hmm. uh, but the fact of the matter that I believe he's still the owner. Yeah, he's still the owner. Um, it's not to the degree of a Sterling yeah. comment, a Donald Sterling comment. Who's John, Donald Sterling the for our listeners? Former owner of the LA Clippers for a long time, mm-hmm. who also said on recorded camera that was stealth. That was like he was being asked by his girlfriend about Magic Johnson, and mm-hmm. he was saying. Sterling was saying, I don't want Magic Johnson to come to the game because, you know, why you gotta hang around these black guys? He has AIDS. And it was like, ooh, Magic Johnson is HIV positive. He doesn't have full AIDS, but at the same time, like, to say that he's, like, dirty and black guys are a bad... Your league's consists of black people. Yeah. Your team is mostly black people. Like, the money you're getting. Right, and it was was behind closed doors. So when that came out, it was really, like, scandalous this is more so an owner is being asked about a topic. He's speaking openly on the record, on right. the mic. He knows he's being recorded. Yeah. He uses an expression that was pretty careless um, and not a new expression. Like, it exists. But just don't use sure. it in that place or that time. So anyway, it was the impact versus intent. His intention was one thing. The impact of those words were another no, thing. Sure. Or his impact. his intention was to be a racist and he was a racist, is a racist, probably will continue to be a racist. Well, he's probably a racist, but at the same time, here's what's funny to me about this. You can't have the prisoners running the asylum, Mm -hmm. but these guys do run the asylum. Like, if you really think about it, it's it's a sports team franchise Mm -hmm. consists of an owner who pays the paychecks, the coaching staff, front office, administrators making decisions, and then the people on the field or the court. Without the team on the field or the court, you don't make a lot of money. First of all, most sports teams lose money. You, most owners lose money having a sports team. You don't really make money. It's more like a hobby side project. Mm-hmm. You have billions of dollars in another business and you just own a team because you like owning a team. So if your team sucks and you generate no fan seats, no revenue, no... Uh, commercial, TV time, all of this stuff, then you don't make that much money. You don't produce a, a something in the black. You're in the red. So when LeBron James, someone like him, leaves Cleveland for the first time, that city tanked financially. Mm-hmm. And then when he came back to Cleveland, the GDP of that city mm-hmm. went up astronomically. Right. When he, came, he brought dollars and jobs to an entire city because he's that phenomenal of a player. Right. But that... In a team setting, if you have a team like the Texans who are this year doing pretty well Mm -hmm. because you have an amazing quarterback and a good unit here, um, you can make a lot of money. But we don't need the owner. If if the the fans want to see the players, they don't give a damn who the owner is. And so really, they do run the prison. 
Like, if we're still using that metaphor. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yes. They're more important to this city's success, uh, to this team's success, than the owner. Totally. And I think the... I think, for me, it goes back to much of the conversation that we've had on in just about every every podcast is the the narrative behind what it means to be a person of color specifically a black person in this yeah. in this country is not changed and now we have mics and video cameras and camera phones to record some of this nonsense and i really hope the texan organization does something about what he did cuz i don't think the apology first of all the apology is not a real apology in my opinion, because you actually lied in your apology, you were referring to the players. Who the hell no, were you referring to? No, he's a he's a standard, older generation white person. Generationally speaking, Ugh. this is a hard thing for people to grapple with because it's a generational thing. We have moved. I just I had know. a conversation around this this morning. <laughs> so we have moved into a direction where young people, millennials. Mm-hmm. I'm in the millennial camp, sure. and now following us, a generation Z yeah. behind us. They and we expect explanations for things. Sure. So you can't just say, oh, I made a mistake. It was whatever, blah, blah, blah. You need more words behind it. And so this guy's coming many decades before mm. us. This is new ground for him. So if these guys are feeling so outraged, they can make... Jay-Z made a comment about this at oh. his last concert. He did? He, in between sets, he was like... He just did some talking to the fans. And it's a full 360 kind of set up. I don't mm. know if you've seen his new... Yeah, uh, I have. Yeah, so the tour has him on this position stage in the middle and then everyone's 360 around. So he's just like walking circles around the stage just saying like, and that's what they think of you and that's how they think of you. It's yeah. just like an inmate, a prisoner, whatever. Your body is how we profit. You know, you're, you yeah. have to stay healthy. You have to be on the field. Like that our makes inmate us money. prison system. Exactly. <laughs> and so, but the guy, but here's what he's not missing the point on is like, oh, they want to kneel well, I pay the paycheck, so I don't think our fans would want to see them kneel, so they can't kneel. I'm in charge of this. They have mm-hmm. to do what I say. Right. This is different. They make millions from you, but they are more important than you mm. to the fans' uh, attention to this game. If you leave Bob McNair and another rich person wants to come in and pay those paychecks, the fans give not one shit. Yeah. Um, but if... Watson goes out, their quarterback, or right. anyone else from the team who's a vital piece to what they see on Sundays, that's more important to them. So yeah. when someone like Jay-Z makes a comment on behalf of your team and media starts covering this and all that, players are walking out, they have more power than you. Yeah. So you need to be responsive to that and just know that, wait, wait, wait what happened? I'm the, mil- I'm the billionaire. I'm the white guy who pays the paychecks. Why isn't anyone listening to me? No one gives a shit. Yeah. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Listen. No one cares. Be- because you're not important to this. <laughs> you're not important. So, And if you need a thank you and a pat on the back, maybe you don't need to own this team anymore. Go somewhere else. Maybe, we'll find may- someone else. Maybe. Ooh. That there's, there's Wrigley has been having a lot of <laughs> beans lately. Is that what that was? No, that sounded like a mo- motorcycle. You know, your favorite thing. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> the windows with the uh, traffic. Well, yeah. so, speaking of this racism in general, um, there was a there is a student um, in University of Hartford in Connecticut named Jazzy Rowe, um, and she. Um, was slowly being poisoned by her white roommate. Say more. Let me tell you more. Okay. So uh, we've come to find out that uh, Brianna Broche, by the way, your name Dear God. is 
whatever. Anyway. I just looked up a picture of them. Um, so Brianna Brochu or Broch, I don't know, whatever. Brianna B um, is a, a white freshman who um, goes to school at, well, went to school at University of Harvard. We, Hartford. We did find out that she was expelled, um, which is great because she was arrested, uh, uh, charged with criminal mischief, breach of peace and intimidation based on bigotry after rubbing used tampons on oh, her God. roommate's bag. Pouring moldy clam clam dip in her face lotion and spitting in her coconut oil, and she's currently out on bail, thousand dollar bail, I believe. Um, the university president uh, said she will not be returning to the institution. Um, and the way this girl found out how she how all of this kind of went. Can I guess? Yes, go ahead and guess. Tell me. The miracle of technology. Uh huh. Tell me more. Putting cameras in the room. No. Oh. That was close though. What is it? So this dumb bitch, sorry, I can't. No, you're talking about Brianna. <laughs> yeah, Brianna, this no, you're dumb right. bitch. <laughs> yeah. You're correcting your, you're, you're correct in your assessment of her. Um, so this dumb girl. All right, so she posts a picture, said, uh, probably on like Snapchat or something that says, like this, like this is moldy clam dip, and I've been mixing it on her face lotion and She's puts so it. And she found out about it because so... <sighs> Uh, Jazzy has was getting sick and wasn't feeling pretty well, um, and so she went to the doctor and antibiotics, and like nothing was really working. Um, and then she found out that her roommate was because she posted it. She posted it, um, and so because <clears throat> of that, she got a room change. I'm sure she worked with her residence hall folks to get a room change, um, and so she got a room change. And then she posted on, I believe, either Instagram or Twitter or something. Uh, she posted on Instagram, bragging, finally did it, your girl got rid of her roommate after one and a half months of spitting in her coconut oil, putting moldy clam dip in her lotions, rubbing oh, used Jesus. tampons on her backpack, oh, putting it. her oh, toothbrush God. places where the sun don't shine, oh, and so much more, I can finally say goodbye, Jamaican Barbie. She needs to go to jail for the rest of her life. I'm that is disgusting. disgusting. <laughs> that is gross. It oh is. Oh my God. It's, it's not, so bad. I'm just not. I. Oh. So she posted on, on onto uh, specifically uh, Snapchat to explain how she tampered with her roommate's personal belongings. Uh, one showing her unscrewing a jar of rose coconut oil and describing. So how she did like tutorials. She, she was like, this is what I did. So are you dumb? I'm just like, wh- where the consequence? Like consequences did not go anywhere. Because she's her white. Mind. Well, she's white, but she's also and, young and, and dumb. And but and it's like goes technology. To but here's what in Connecticut. But here's what no, it, it blows my mind that a young person in the 21st century, knowing everything that you know about security and mm-hmm. surveillance and 24/7, your online life. Is never temporary. It like, is forever. Oh, the I post on Snapchat. It's forever. I post on Snapchat. It'll go away in like ten seconds. No, you post on Snapchat. It's forever in the ether. Mm-hmm. Anyone can get it, see it, look at sure, it. Sure, say it again. And then you're gonna be like, "Oh, I'm gonna post this little thing. Oh, you want to know more? Let me post like what a YouTube video or some crap about like here's how you spit in coconut oil. Here's how you put moldy. The used tampon part." Is disgusting. Is the growth you took the tampon out of your vagina of your vajay, <laughs> and then you rubbed it around like some kind of like Febreze scrub 
thing, Ooh. but the opposite. And then you're just like, ru- you're rubbing your internal fluids on someone Ooh. else's stuff. <laughs> this is putting me out. putting the. I want to know where that toothbrush was. She said, "Where the sun don't shine." Well, there. Are two, well, for women, that can mean two things. Oh. Either one of them, I'm not comfortable with. <laughs> I, was like, like, I was like, "What gross. are you comfortable with?" <laughs> that's disgusting. Like that. Which is, one are you comfortable? But with? also, too, like that was on her mouth, and then you put it. In, I mean, when you you're disgusting for like wanting to have her mouth <laughs> fluids. And anyway, the whole thing is. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of this. Dumb girl holding this orange pumpkin with this dopey look on her face, and she's got these blue eyes, she's, blonde hair, and I just want to go ruined. smack the braid out of her hair. <laughs> she's ruined her life for the rest of her life for what she did. No, she's got a thousand. We don't know what's going to happen to her. I mean, if you Google her name now, she, there's so many articles of her everywhere. What do you think this is going to prevent her from doing? You know, you're right. She's a pretty blonde girl. She'll be well, fine. I'm not saying it will let her go to a higher level institution, but she'll still be able to like go somewhere to school eventually mm-hmm. yeah. and pay tuition or whatever. And mm-hmm. she'll still move on with her life. But like, I just, your moral character though. No, he, she is a, like a terrible human person. Yeah. Where did you come from? Like what? If, even if you had I've, no parents. Right. It's you not were raised by the, wolves. It's not even like the... I, I was like talking to my mom today about like, you know, how my parents have raised me very differently than maybe my parents' siblings or even just people around us. Mm-hmm. And that's just because they're different people than them, right? Like there's different ways you raise people. Like, and my mom often said like, I raised you right and whatever decisions you make here on out is on you. It's on you. And so I did my job. Yeah, like I did my job. I got through. I got through, <laughs> through eighteen years. I, you know, even when I went to college, that's what she said. She's like, she's like, I did my job. You f up. This is all on you. Granted, like there's been many opportunities where my parents have bailed me out, and like not necessarily from jail, but like uh. <laughs> not jail, <laughs> not jail, but like you know have supported me and helped me through you know difficult times. But I just like, if I was her parents, I would be so disappointed and would disown her. Um, I just, I, I just don't I know how, so. I just don't know how I could, how I could be okay with my daughter doing, because I would, I would hope that her parents didn't teach her to deal with conflict. I'm assuming there was some sort of conflict. She didn't like her Barbie, Jamaican Barbie roommate is what she called her, which is already like, you know, potential racial undertones in that, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. Clearly. Yeah. Um, and so, if you have a conflict with someone, you hopefully would have a conversation with them. You would have a, but we, we know from the work that we do to conversations and relationships we've had, people don't use their words no, <laughs> very well. But they don't take toothbrushes and stick it up their Up their butt or their vagina. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. I don't, even if you were raised under the ocean by crustaceans. Right. You, you would, have, would have some semblance of some moral like, hey, I shouldn't do this thing. And by the way, coconut oil is amazing. So don't F with my coconut oil. Noted. You can use that for everything. It's amazing. And you know what? Brown people have been using it for years. Yeah, for sure. It helps. (laughs) Um, And and some people will hear the story and say, well, it's not technically racist. It's like this girl having a tip with another girl. It's It's a a, conflict. It's not really racist. 
I don't know this person's life. I don't know why she made note of her Jamaican heritage or right. whatever. That was concerning to me. But all I know is it's like the, these facial products and the coconut oil or something. I'm sure that this white girl does not use coconut oil. And I can make that assertion pretty pretty, pretty confidently. confidently. Yeah. I, I would think that's something that's like pretty standard for most black people. And brown people to use mm-hmm. coconut oil. I should say most, many. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just choosing those things and how she thinks about her. I'd be interested to see more of her text and online communication with other friends and right. acquaintances about her. Because I can bet you, if I were any good lawyer, I could form a pretty reasonable argument that this person was racially motivated. Oh, yeah. Even if... Even if Brianna doesn't think that it was racist. I guarantee you I can like go through her receipts, her her various like her DMs, DMs, text messages, sure. SMS, all these things um, to just find an argument there. Yeah. Well, you know, people don't know what they don't know. And sometimes you're racist and you don't know it. And this is a horrible person. And now she knows it. Uh, uh, let's hope she knows it. Good luck in the court system. Jeez. Like... they're not nice. I hope they're not nice to you because you are a not not nice person. (laughs) Um, In other news, people were indicted. You hear about this? Yeah, I heard about this this morning. Um, So, I mean, I don't have really much to say other than it happened. And one of the guys pled guilty, George Papadopoulos. So I found out that he graduated Mm -hmm. from my rival high school. Niles West High School and went to DePaul University. Typical. Typical. What was their mascot? What was they were the wolves. They were the Typical Indians. Wolf. They were the Indians. The first. Indians. And then they changed to the wolves. They good. Good damn for well better. Half. Yeah, because you know, Skokie's a pretty progressive right um, place. Um, but yeah, no, he's our age. He's 30, yeah. 31 years old. Yeah, this guy is uh, cooperating with FBI investigators. People people be shaking their their boots. I'm hearing (laughs) that people are a little bit scared, and as you should be, because there's an investigation happening. So I think there will be more, and so I'm excited for those indictments to come down. Um, Thanks, Robert Mueller, for putting in the first step. I hope there are many more after this. Yeah, I mean, we'll see. We'll see what it all. Did you see his tweets? Did you see? Did you see 45's tweets about this after the indictment? No, what did he do? They are absolutely... Is he stu- Is it stupid? It's stupid, but it's spelled grammatically correct. There's just a lot of ellipses and dot, dot, dot to the next. So there's like four total in a chain. Right. Of, People but, do that but sometimes. But my favorite thing at the end of it all is <laughs> just an all. It's like, no collusion. They need to focus on the Hillary and the Dems. That's what's really oh, going I heard, on. I did hear about well, that. Which is basically saying like Hillary colluded with Russia to lose her own election, which I think is just which, like, you know, what that are you makes, doing? That makes sense. I wasn't talking about the players. Like, oh, white guys, please stop. Like, <laughs> with these deflections of responsibility. And like, I was spinning there. is not working. It's a bad spin. And then, <laughs> um, but then he's like, yeah, Hillary tried to lose her own election with the Russians. There was no collusion on my part. And then at the end, he just types in all caps, do something. Wow. So I'm just like, you're the president. What are you, who are you yelling at to do something? It's not clear who he's telling to do something. Jesus. It's just a guy who's in tailspin. And he's just like, someone he, please save the ship. He doesn't know how to, how to deal. That's really what it is. He just doesn't know how to deal. 
Well, he wrote a book called The Art of the Deal, Bri. I feel like... You would think. You would think that would make I think it's him... a different kind of deal. <laughs> sure. This deal is him saying... I don't know how to deal with my emotions, I have so conflict, many consternation, constipation, <laughs> whatever he's dealing with. I don't know how to deal with all these things that are happening to me. And he's probably not getting any, so. Probably? Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Come on. <laughs> I actually looked up pictures of old Donald Trump the other day, uh-huh. and I saw pictures of him with his uh, now wife, Melania, uh-huh. old wife and current wife, mm-hmm. and when he was younger and looked Fairly better. Uh-huh. It was, it was, I don't know if he was like a looker, but he was definitely like in better form. Uh-huh. And Melania in some of those pictures is so happy. Like she looks like she's enjoying it all. Like, right. you know, the thorough Because a rich man This is... rich, char- charismatic guy who's right. got like, you know, just all this affection for her. He's like, oh, you're my third and best wife. You know, thanks for being You think he it. said that? Well, no, he doesn't <laughs> reflect on, on things like that, but he's just like, oh, you know, showering her with praise. And uh, she actually looks like she was having a good time with this. And then over time, you start to see the way she looks at him change. Mm. And you can tell she looks very similar to how she used to look. Yeah. Just a little wrinkle Botox. here or there. Not, Botox helps a little bit. Yeah. He looks like a shell of the man Ugh. that she once knew. And I bet you he's changed a lot temperamentally. And physically. Right. And so now, I bet for her, it's not like she married into this with the guy as he is. Right. He's changed a lot. I'm sure. And so I think it's probably, I'm just, my. I experienced a bit of empathy when I looked at these pictures and I said, huh. oh, Melania, he's, if I had her next to me right now, I would say like, he didn't used to be like this, did he? Yeah. And she would say, no, no. he's changed a lot. Mm. So, I mean, it's, it's just one of those Rough. things where I remember like, even though he is destroying everything and a cancer on society. Um, <laughs> Even he's, though he's a cancer. He also is a person who has... He's kind of like Darth Vader. Mm. Remember Darth Vader? I didn't watch all the Star Wars. But from what I know, mm-hmm. Darth Vader used to be on the good side. Mm-hmm. And then he just kind of slowly lost his mind and went toward a place of darkness. Yeah, sounds about right. And this is what it feels like. So... Anyway, one person's indicted. Um, Paul Manafort. We didn't even say who. Paul Manafort, um, the former campaign chairman, mm-hmm. left, got you know let go of, and then Papadopoulos, on top of that, also helped with the campaign. And then there was one more person. Wasn't there one? Oh, more there person? was a third person, but something, I haven't heard people something talk about Bell. That. Maybe did I make that up? Sure. Mueller's first indictments. Robert Mueller. Well, that's the well, person. That's, that's the guy. Paul Manafort. Uh, George Papadopoulos. Thought there was one. I'm sure there's one more guy, but you know what? Whatever. We'll Who find are the out other later. Guys? If he's important, we'll hear about it. I, we'll see. Good luck, Robert. That, Keep going. That's, I mean, not a, not an easy job. And some people are saying, you know, like, oh, this is, you know, scandalous targeted toward destroying the Republican Party. Technically, Robert Mueller is registered Republican, mm-hmm. has been for decades. Yep. So it's just a cover. I, let's not think too hard about this. Yeah. And also, didn't Trump pick him? He did. No. Okay. Yeah. They collective as a as a collective picked him. Congress picked him and said we like this. Or no, the White House selected him and said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, this is okay. Here's who we want." And Congress said, "Yeah, that's good. That'll please us. That's fine." Fall down. All right. 
But yeah, I think that's all all that we have for our dab on section. God, I'm gonna change my toothbrush as soon as I get home. I know it's it's about time. Just it's don't. it's just time to do it. I just psychologically <laughs> for my own good. All right, let's get on to the dribbling portion of the cast. Let's go. All right, it is time to dive into our dribbling section of the cast. There's a lot been going on since last week. Do you want to do like a quick little recap of what the NBA has been like this week? Mm. The Celtics are on the top of the East. Yes, they are. It, without a Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Like they're still rocking and rolling. Sure you got, are. Um, people asking, are the Magic for real? Because because they're number two. They're number two. And they have the same record as the Boston Celtics. Sure just do. Just alphabetically, you know. Right. Second place. Right. But... People are asking, is that team legit? Because Orlando's supposed to be the worst team in the uh, East, close to the Nets. And the Bulls? And the Bulls are terrible. Yeah, so they're supposed to be like <laughs> third or couple. fourth from the bottom. Yeah. But Orlando is at a 5-2 and two record. Um, we'll get to where the Cavs are in that whole mix a little <laughs> bit later. Across the West, uh, Memphis is still rocking and rolling. Mike Conley looks good. Yeah. Um, Marcus Gasol doing his thing. So that sure team is. is atop the West, 5-2. and two. Um, the Clips, people are kind of uh, blown away that the Clippers are in the second seed, considering they don't have Chris Paul anymore, mm-hmm. but Blake and DeAndre are They're, killing it. They are doing their thing. Doing some really good stuff, um, but the Rockets are in the third seed, and then Golden State is shortly there behind, but Golden State still has five. They're, they're looking great. Mm-hmm. Um, Eric Bledsoe, a point guard of the Phoenix Suns, uh, tweeted out that quote, I don't want to be here mm-hmm. after the Phoenix Suns fired their coach. Yep. And um, Eric Bledsoe basically said, I don't want to be a Phoenix Sun anymore. And you guys are tanking. I don't want to be on this team. So right now... So sad because the Phoenix Suns a long time ago Oh, they used to be good. Yeah, they used to be. Yeah. They now are losing another great point guard. And so um, currently the Phoenix Suns administration is trying to shop Eric Bledsoe for trade offers. But Mm -hmm. no one is accepting those trade offers. Well, people are offering, Mm -hmm. but Phoenix, out of spite, it seems, is not giving him a trade. Even though they're being offered good stuff, they're like, nah, we're going to make him sweat it out. He's not playing. Mm -hmm. He's just sitting out collecting a paycheck and pouting. And the administration's just being like... I know. I read that and I didn't know how I felt about it. I mean, not good. Yeah, I mean, clearly I don't just feel good him. about it. Just, just trade, trade him. him. Why are you just doing do, this to yourself? Just do the thing yeah. and trade him. But overall, like, it was a good week. But I thought the fav- my favorite part of this week was the Halloween costumes. Yes. Do you have a favorite? I did not know. And I kept... I really thought the guy on the trike... Uh, pedaling into the Golden State Warriors game. Right. I was looking at the... I Just proportions-wise, you can't really tell. Right. Because he's on also a just riding a tricycle. Yeah, I thought it was... It's a little strange. I thought it was JaVale McGee. Okay. That's who I thought at first. But then you see the back of it, and he doesn't have the rat tail. Yeah. Of course, it's Steph Curry. Of course. And Jeez. just and just to see Draymond Green laughing, yeah. just like, you know, funny. it was pretty funny. I mean... The the league brings it as far as the Halloween costumes are concerned. It's a lot of fun. Very, very fun. Um, My favorite was Isaiah Thomas. Yes. Who dressed as Easy e uh, So good. <laughs> he, really and good. it like looked very eerily similar to yeah. Easy like to a point where I was like, I don't know how I feel about this. Oh gosh. He so looked good. great though. He looked great. Um, and let's see, who else I mean, then we know the classic that we brought we brought up um, a couple of weeks ago with um, 
with uh, Russ and Nick from mm-hmm. the, from the Thunder. LeBron played Pennywise. Um, that scared the bejesus. Didn't, didn't know who it was at first. Didn't know I who didn't Pennywise know, was. It's a looked, it's a scary looking clown. Looked it up, and then I looked. At, I was like LeBron. Why are you actually trying to scare people? Yeah, because actually, <laughs> it was really disturbing. You, I'm very scared. And I think he had like a haunted house or something in his he place. Did. Um, so he like did it big because he loves Halloween apparently. It was really funny. Remember the year he went as like Michael Jackson or something? I think so. Is right. it was was he wearing the red like the I red think leather? He was or the thriller outfit? It was either that or Prince. I can't remember. Oh. But he anyway. looked great. This he looks year, great. He looks scary, scary as hell. hell. I wanted to crap my pants. But ser- similarly, uh, John Wall dressed as Chucky. Nope. He hell no. He looked also similarly, similarly really like creepy. No thanks. Nope. Clowns, dolls, not a fan of. Not a fan. But good job. I mean, way to they play all, with the season. Yeah, they all rocked it. Yeah, but um, not. Please don't ever have that be anywhere near me, because I will cry. Mm. I will straight up cry. I feel you. Um. So, but I think my favorite will still be Russ, um, with the. Russ and, and Collison. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good Because pick. the white man can't jump. And like, uh, it was just so good. And his son looked really cute too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah his yeah, son yeah. was I really remember. cute in his outfit. So, but yeah, Halloween was a, a good time. Um, but we were talking about rankings. and. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I should mention too, what? before we get to rankings. Yeah. Philadelphia 76ers, uh-huh. three and four. They're actually uh, one behind who I think we're about to talk about. Uh-huh. They... Are looking good. Markel Foltz, number one draft pick, uh-huh. is being reassessed. He's out three weeks at least because of his shoulder. Right. He, his broker, his, his jumper was broken. Mm-hmm. He just like, couldn't hit anything to save his life. Um, so they're sitting him down and assessing. But I was looking at him stat wise. I'm just looking at the rookies overall right now. Mm-hmm. Ben Simmons of the 76ers, dude is on fire. Yeah, like, he's dude is he's, lit. He's doing amazing. He is. I was so looking forward to seeing him play, and now he's electrifying. I think in the next two years, the way we're talking about Giannis, mm-hmm. we're going to be talking about Ben. And I said that to you. Did you? I did. I don't listen. You clearly don't. <laughs> Is it because I'm a woman? Yeah, and the brownness. The brownness and the vagina. I get it. Most It happens. It happens. It happens sometimes. But you told me this? Yeah, I said, like, I think we need to be looking out for Ben Simmons because I think the 76ers... Oh, yeah, but you didn't could... compare him to Giannis. No, I didn't compare it to Giannis. Oh, I said that yes. you should be, like, yes. he's going to be some someone that we need, we're going to be talking about. Yeah, for sure. So he's looking good. But Markel looks almost like a deer in the headlights. And yeah. he just, he looks lost out there compared to someone like... Um, Lonzo has some games that aren't very good, but his confidence... Especially when he's home? When he's home, yeah. He doesn't play well. It's when his really bad. Probably because his dad's watching. Because his dad's annoying. And Lonzo, I get it. I think just being too close to home is probably hard for him. Mm-hmm. He maybe needs to move out a little bit, but he... Um... Do you think he lives with his parents? Oh, he does. I know he does. Wait, seriously? That's what they do right now. I don't think it's going to last all season, but he's going to get a place. Okay, yeah. that's a choice. But this, it's like a, you know... Uh, You're it's doing a nucleus. Like, I'm trying to describe like, this with my hands on a podcast. I'm like, it's like a working. nucleus of uh, of central control. So he's got that hype man in his ear all the time. Yeah. So I think when he goes to play, it's just a hard thing. But even still, Lonzo's confidence is unwavering. Mm-hmm. Like he still is out there dancing on the gram and doing whatever. And he, and that's great. No, it's great. Him and um, I only wish Josh him the Jack, best. Josh Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, da- was it Daniel Smith. David Smith, 
something junior in um, the Mavericks. Some people think he's going to be rookie of the year. Dennis Smith. Dennis Smith. Dennis Smith Jr. He is, he's, he's a player. He's out there. But you see Markel, number one draft pick. That's a lot of pressure for a dude. I think yeah. even Jason Tatum with the Celtics, yeah. he dumps in like 20 a night. Yeah. This dude's out here playing. So I yep. think, I hope Markel gets well. In the meantime, they got a point guard in Ben Simmons. I don't think the both of them will be on that team in two years. Yeah. I, yeah. I could see that. So, I could definitely see that. But I wish I wish them the best. Anyway, rankings wise, ahead of the 76ers by a hair. Speak to the mic. Sorry. With <laughs> the same with the same record as the 76ers, mm-hmm. the Cleveland Cavaliers. In 10th place? Yeah. What? Okay, I knew that they were in 10th place. I don't know why I'm being surprised. Um, well, it is surprising. There's been um, talk about how their defense sucks. It's not good. It's terrible. And it's not great. And um, LeBron was asked about it recently after a loss to the Knicks. A loss to the Nets, the Knicks. And one more team. They lost us on, I'll just pull it up real quick. Go ahead. Um, consistently. And uh, they asked, one of the reporters asked, like, they you know. They lost to the Magic Ooh. and the Pelicans. Ooh, that doesn't feel great. <laughs> um, so we're week three, right? Yeah, so we're at week mm-hmm. three. That makes sense. Um, so, so a reporter asked him, like, how do you feel about, you know, your defense? Your defense hasn't been doing great, all these different things. Like, are you worried? Are you concerned? He's like, no, nah, I'm not concerned. It's the beginning of the season. We're fine. We'll, we'll, we'll figure out our rhythm. Right. And um, Coach Lou was saying the same thing, where it's like, off the court, they have really great chemistry, really great camaraderie off the court. Um, not surprising to me at all about that. But it's just on the court. They're just not communicating the way that a you know former NBA champ team looks like. With a lot of veterans too. Yeah, these are not like. I mean, I just really loved when they when they uh, <laughs> when they lost against the Knicks. There was a, a shot of like LeBron and J.R. Smith just sitting on the bench, just like looking. Well, J.R. Smith just looking Jim. just off into this, off yeah. into no, the, yeah, I saw that Jim off into the abyss, and he just was like. <laughs> I just wish I, I wish the 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 folks can see my face of just how he looked, of just like this, the sadness, the sadness overcame him. It zoomed in so slow, like so slow, and the, of course people had like music in the background right. and things like that. It was lovely. I, a part of me was like, I want to post this on our gram right now. But um, oh my god! But yeah, I mean, what do you think of uh, the Cavs then in uh, this? Uh, I mean. It's like, it's tough because they, first of all, LeBron leads them in every statistical category. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now, except for rebounds, which Kevin Love doing his J-O-B with 11 a game. Right. Um, but LeBron is the point guard. He doesn't need to do the rebounds. Yeah. Come on. He knows it, what he needs and to I do. And I looked at, I looked at the point totals for the league right now, statistically, LeBron, yeah. he's in like ninth or 10th place. Like he is not shooting for scoring titles anymore. He knows he's going to be top three all time in yeah. scoring. So he just he he's chilling out with twenty five points a game, mm-hmm. which is all he needs to average for his career to get what he needs. Um, but he knows what he needs to do to put it in to do the work. And coach said something recently. To coach Lou was like, "I think maybe players are intimidated by the greatness of LeBron and that he really does like to pass. Like he's really." Passing to you, like yeah. that's he wants you to shoot it and facilitate. Right. Do, and it's hard 
to tell that to veterans who are so like they have confidence they have right. expertise they're like i've been in the nba for a couple yeah. years i know things but he thinks like maybe they're intimidated likewise lebron and we said this the first game they had lebron looks out of shape so he's got to get in condition right and, and he's <laughs> nursing back his ankle mm-hmm. which has been a thing so it's interesting it makes me think about when you used, when I played in high school, mm-hmm. they would try to sell us on this idea of oh yeah do a fall sport like cross country mm-hmm. or football because so it'll put you yourself. in condition for basketball. But that doesn't mean anything because it when you are playing ball, it is a Speak different physical sport. It is completely different. Like it's great that you can run three or four miles. Wonderful. Do cross country. <laughs> they lied great. to my face. Oh, of course they lied to you. <laughs> lied to I feel like such a sucker. I'm like, <laughs> you just need people on your cross country team is what this comes down <laughs> you to. You just need people who look like me right. on your cross country team. I got on this team. <laughs> Too true. I got on this country team, cross country team, ran my 3.1 miles sure. on Saturdays and my practice and all that. Got into the gym for basketball mm-hmm. in the in the winter. Yeah. I was gassed, man. I was out Because it's just a... Like, the thing is, like, we've seen LeBron work out and do the yes. things that he would like, on the ball on holding the, oh i know and the whole time 15 I'm just, plates on his arms and i'm sitting here like i'm not even attracted to you and this is very hot sure. like i don't even know what to do with glistening. my body glistening just all the hotness like muscles abound 0.5 percent body fat or something because that is yeah. how ripped this dude is absolutely and then you put him on a court running back and forth it's oh, just man. a different it's a different stamina it's a different Muscle memory. Yeah, it's a different physical mm-hmm. game. And it's great that for him to be able to even sustain himself through a game is a mm-hmm. big deal. But the fact of the matter is it, it takes, it's just different. So it just takes some, it takes more. So he needed to play. It's amazing that his career has lasted this long. When you yeah. just see at one moment where he, one summer, he even said like, it was my worst training camp. Yeah. He didn't come in in the right condition. It makes you realize and appreciate how much of a workhorse he is for his whole career that he had one off summer and he looks like this. Yeah, one off summer. Yo, he'll be in shape in two weeks. Sure. Maybe a month. But this is him at like human level. But he'll come back to LeBron level and it takes so much effort. Mm -hmm. It's not a given. He works for it. Yeah. And I'm looking at the minute totals. He's at 37 minutes a game. The next highest is 29 and a half with Kevin Love. Mm -hmm. Um, So he plays more minutes than anyone else. He's got a huge huge burden on his back. Points per game, he's up there. Um, What I think is interesting, J.R. Smith. Yes. He was on the bench then Mm -hmm. because... Dwayne Wade was averaging only six points a game through the first three. He's like, I'm going to get out of here. JR, go ahead, play your ball. So he went in. So he went to the bench and JR started uh, the games again. Right now, Dwayne Wade is averaging 8.2 points a game and JR Smith is averaging 5.4. He's shooting, uh, let's see, is field goal percentage. Oh, it doesn't tell me field goal percentage. He's not shooting well. Yeah. Jared Smith is not shooting well. So He's like, always been inconsistent, though. Yeah, but I need him to be, like, to be important. Like, you know, he scored 25 points in that right. one game against the Warriors. That was really helpful. Do mm-hmm. that again. You know, and I'm looking at the scoring totals for the top 10 in the league. There are guys in the top 10 scoring right now that we've never seen top 10. Shout out to Eric Gordon of mm-hmm. the Houston Rockets. Looking strong as he was a sixth man. Now he's starting while Chris Paul is hurt. And Victor Oladipo out there in Indiana 
Mm-hmm. It's like the sixth leading scorer in the league right now. Yeah. Wild. Yeah, it's, it's very impressive. Yeah. All George left. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see what, what comes of all of this. Do you, uh, do you think... The Celtics are number one right now. I think they'll be No, no, no. But the Celtics are number one currently. Right. The the Cavs, number 10. Who do you think finish? Do you still think the Cavs finish number one? Mm. Brad Stevens. Yeah. I think the the Celtics may take it. Because it... Really? (sighs) I think the Cavs have more work to do than we think. We know that they've had a team mm. meeting um, regarding just their their court chemistry mm-hmm. and and you know the the issues that their that their team is facing. So I don't know. I just think it may be a longer road for the Cavs than we think. You think they're resting on their laurels? I think there is a little bit of resting on their Lebrons. Yeah, I was gonna say like I don't know if it's their laurels. It's I think it's mostly Lebron. If Lebron goes out on, on this team. Yeah, they're, they're done. They're you're done. Right. He, if he just needs to roll his ankle the wrong way, and like that, could really f it up for them. Dude. Right. And I know we, I do not wish that for him at all because I wish him only. On wood. I wish no injury to any player ever. Sure. Um. But like, but things can happen. This is a very physical sport, and so for and we've seen that multiple ways in mm-hmm. in this in this already in the past three weeks. Do you think I, this is the first time I've ever said this? In his career, uh-huh. do you think he needs to be a little more MJ? And by that I mean, he needs to put more fear into his teammates than camaraderie. Mm. Uh, He's more Pippin right now. Yeah. MJ was, you know, as you know, he terrified. He was his an teammates. asshole. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he was, expected greatness. Yeah. I don't think he doesn't expect greatness from his teammates. No, I think you're right, but I think he doesn't. I just think it looks differently. I just don't think, I don't, I just can't see LeBron doing that. Being an asshole. Yeah. Yeah. I just don't see it. The Kobe. You don't think he can be that guy? Yeah, no. Okay. Do you think it would help? Here's what I'm envisioning. Okay. A team that does well atop the East again mm-hmm. goes into the Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. has a bit of a t- they have just a clean road all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals mm-hmm. sweeping everybody they cuz they have just pure talent then they get to the Eastern Conference Finals they struggle a little bit with the Celtics right then they move on to the finals again against the Golden State Warriors we've seen this every single year yeah. we know how it plays out they get there they lose again game 5 game 6 i'm thinking he's gone to, to, well, LeBron would he'll be gone. leave. He'll leave for yeah. sure. But to bypass all that, or to circumvent all that, I should say, what would happen if you added the variable of LeBron James being? You just turn up the asshole meter just a little bit, right? And say, "Damn it, no, we're gonna stay out here for another hour of practice right. because you guys suck." And like getting on his coach's case and mm-hmm. saying. Coach, guys aren't playing hard. Right. I'm not. I, this is this is BS. Right. You know, being more vocal in the in the. You don't think he's doing that right now? No, he's vocal. He's the yeah, vocal I mean, he's, leader of the team. Yeah, he's, but he's doing that. But he's a encouraging coaching kind of thing sure. instead of calling guys out. He has like, the emotional intelligence to do that. He's extremely gifted. Like if I had to choose between leaders, I would want on my team. Yeah, LeBron I would choose him over Kobe or MJ. Oh yeah, 100%. but 
in terms of what this team might need, I feel like they're almost too comfortable with his style of leadership. You think they're just too friendly? I think they're almost too friendly. Interesting. What if you, for uh, your last year in Cleveland, if right. it was your last year, just berated people? Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, there's a there's there's something to that. I mean, we just need to know what the chemistry is like for me to say that. I mean, like we know they have good chemistry off the court. Mm-hmm. I wonder what it looks like more. Like you've seen LeBron yell at people on his team during plays and during games yeah. and things like that. But it's it's more like directing them, to right? Do yeah, it's not. He's orchestrating. Yeah, he's not a. Yeah, I don't know. I think him being more of an asshole, maybe. Hey, hey, LeBron, if you're listening to the cast. People, we have some advice. Hey, um, we've been watching. People who uh, <laughs> never play professional basketball have some thoughts. Um, yeah. And our thoughts are, um, maybe maybe be an asshole. I, I know you're like a 14-time All-Star. Yeah, and like, I think, like you're really cool. Four-time MVP, really cool. three champions. Really cool, dude. However, maybe I think like, you're missing something. I think I maybe think be an you're, asshole. You're overlooking yeah. that you should be a, kind of a dick. Be a dick. So? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's something. It's something. That advice was free. Um, no charge. No charge. If you want to sponsor our podcast, we'll be happy to take it. <laughs> anyway, um, last but definitely not least, um, there was a game that ejected two players because they got into a little bit of a scuffle. This is a team you like to watch play because you know they're going to get into oh, a scuffle. Oh, I freaking love this it. This is one of your favorite it's teams to watch. It's my favorite team <laughs> ever. Who were they? So the Washington Wizards. Yeah. Against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah. Um, there was some play. I don't know who who had possession. It was re- it was it was rebound. I think to the Golden State Warriors. I think you're right. Um, and Bradley Beal of the Washington Wizards, aka St. Louis Finest, aka <laughs> oh he's got God. the arch tattooed on his right arm, oh. aka Hustle oh. City. Oh my God. That was. Did you say right arm? Right arm. <laughs> right there. Because that's what it is. <laughs> I took a dialect text test today that placed like what I call things like uh-huh. y'all versus like Coke versus soda and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. I'm regionally consistently more Midwest. Yes, I can. Still, I can see still that. true. Still, still true. Um, so Bradley Beal of the of the Washington Wizards and of and of the St. Louis variety. Thank you. Um, I will give him that. Pro- I'll give him that props. Um, they he was you know he was playing defense or yeah. offense or whatever he was playing. He uh yeah. he hit um Draymond Green. Did he hit him? I don't know. Well he Draymond I saw him hugging. Draymond said he hit him. Oh. Allegedly. And Draymond wasn't having it. And they both were like hugging each other for some time. Mm-hmm. But really it was both of them trying to like get on top of each other and like yeah, beat the shit out of each bear other. Hug. It was a bear hug of I'm gonna beat the crap out of you. Right. And essentially every single player <laughs> went in to break this fight up and people were throwing punches at each other. Yeah. Like players were throwing punches at their own teammates. Yeah. (laughs) Trying to get trying to get them out of it. That was funny. Um and then once they finally got them off Mm -hmm. each other, Mm um Draymond's jersey was ripped. All to shreds. (laughs) All to shreds. Um nothing to do with Nike, all to do with the fight, I'm sure. Um, uh, <laughs> just, <laughs> no, I'm not letting them off. <laughs> it could be Nike's fault. It's not. Um, it is. It, it is, is Nike's fault. And they both got ejected. And uh, Draymond feels the reason why he got ejected was because of his relationship to the league and scuffles. 
because the way he saw it, he was hit first. And what he did was self-defense. So, thoughts? <laughs> Alex is... I didn't hear. I had. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, he said. He said. I I think I got ejected. Well, let me see if I can find it. Yeah. Find the actual wording of what Uh, he said. But any thoughts on that? Well, I I agree with Bradley Beal. Whatever it was, I think Bradley's probably in the right. So. You you think really? You think Bradley's in the right? Every time. Is it because he's from St. Louis and you're from St. Louis? Erroneous. Regardless. <laughs> Regardless of that. you th- Okay. Um, these, no, are, these are words you choose to I use. didn't see it. The camera angle actually was shifting. It was actually, yeah. It was shifting toward the, the front court because the ball was moving up court. So right. you actually, players and the cameraman didn't really even see what was going on. And they there was a back. couple of cameras that caught it, but you still couldn't catch it fully. Very, it, was, yeah. it was very gray. Um, but... I heard Bradley say something to the effect of like, you can't just let guys keep doing stuff that they're doing to you. So after a while, like, oh. it gets in. so it, it seemed to me like maybe there was some stuff he was doing leading up to that. Draymond was probably antagonizing him or, or um, baiting him on a little bit in various ways that we didn't see. It can be like a tug of the jersey here, a comment there. I think just little soft stuff until it leads up to some guy. Uh, he gets the better of someone. Like right. he's, he gets under your skin. That's his whole thing. Yeah. So I don't know. He was probably he was probably provoked, and then Bradley took it into his own hands. But I think it's kind of um, whatever the comment was by Draymond. I think to say, I don't think it's fair that I got ejected, just because the league knows I get ejected a lot. Because I get in fights a lot. Mm-hmm. This one wasn't my fault. It's like, did you see Bradley Beal fight anybody else on the court? Well, what were you doing? Well, he, the the second part to what he was said, like if somebody shoots you, you're allowed to shoot back. Self defense. I got hit and didn't even and 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 didn't even hit back and got fined. So I mean, he had what some... did you do though? I mean, like I agree with him. Like if you don't have anything to prove, sure, uh, th- that can prove that he actually did something to antagonize Bradley Beal. Then you shouldn't be finding him. Right. But if, um, but if we can get some kind of substantive proof, which I'm sure there was, but you can't be the league saying like, well, Draymond, I'm sure Bradley didn't just do this just because right. out of nowhere. I'm sure you had to do something. That's not fair. I agree with Draymond. In that sense, yeah. No, I, I agree. Self defense. Like I don't. I don't dis- disregard that. I just think it's interesting that Draymond feels like he's being targeted. As a man who Draymond's people, which we all know is kicking people in the nuts. It's a verb derived from your actions. Yeah. yeah. So it's, it's you genuinely kick people in the nuts. You. Several times. <laughs> it's called Draymonding. He's so funny. <laughs> um, He's so, so, I, love, I love him. In all his... No, his, I, I'm I In fan. all his like intricacies and enigmas and paradoxes, like mm-hmm. I just think he's really good for the game. He, he makes it interesting because yeah. when that fight happened... I was very happy about I'm, it because yeah. I was like, what? because it was like interesting. I'm really looking forward to the NBA All-Star game this year with the new structure mm-hmm. because it means someone like Draymond could play on a team with, if Bradley Beal were to be elected to the All-Star game, which he maybe won't be, but him or like a LeBron James or somebody who he would normally face off against, he could be playing with guys he pisses off. Mm-hmm. On like a very regular basis, so I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean the the scuffle was interesting to watch, but 
and they try to replay it a couple of times, but it was just hard to see what actually happened at the end of the day, which is always interesting. But other than that, I don't have anything else. Do you have anything else? Mm-hmm. No, just on an off note, I mm. saw a new rendition of Clay Thompson's shoes. Oh God! Because I just think about like him the video? in the tub. No, not <laughs> in the video with him with the gold shoes in the tub. Yeah, I saw a new colorway, uh-huh. not the gold colorway. Yeah, and I was like, man, these things are pretty fire. Really, like, there's some good looking shoes. Mm. Clay Thompson's got shoes made for like a a speedy guard. A speedy guard. They're wa- they're putting a lot of tech on a shoe for some guy who just like spot up shoots. <laughs> like that's like his literally, whole game. he just. He just stands there and shoots. He just shoots really well. And uh, I thought, who was it? Who did I see try to dunk? Steph tried to dunk recently. Oh, he he, did? I think so. And he got rejected by the rim. (laughs) Not in a game. It was like the whistle was blown and he tried to dunk and he like clanked on the rim. that's cute. Well, Clay did that too when he did his... um, his shoe promotions um, overseas. Oh wait, I did see this video. Yeah, and yes. he laughed about. Yeah. They both laugh about it. Like, yeah. it's funny, but I just think it's funny. Like both these marquee guys are sharpshooters, but they just can't do. And it's so funny. We grew up with like the Michael, the, we, yeah. like Michael Jordan. He yeah, yeah, like, that's his game. Yeah, and the mid range. He didn't even shoot threes that no, much. No, he didn't. It was a mid range and the dunk. But anyway, shout out the to Clay with his his shoes look pretty dope. Awesome. Well, let us keep it going and move on to our Dope Person of the Week. Yeah. All right. So it is time for our Dope Person of the Week. Yes. And I will start. Go for it. With my Dope Person. Um, okay. So my Dope dope Person is a little bit sad. Um, okay. So my dope person... I'm not ready. You're not ready for this. Um, is Anthony Rapp. Anthony Rapp is a Broadway star. Um, he made his like Broadway debut back when he was like very young, but he's mostly known for his um, role in Rent as one of the main characters in Rent. Um, okay. That's where he kind of got his like Broadway... I mean, he's done lots of Broadway stuff since. Um, but um, anyway... So, so about Anthony. So Anthony did an interview with BuzzFeed, kind of just talking about um, an incident that happened to him and how um, because of the hashtag MeToo movement, seeing all these women come forward about ways that um, they've, been, they've had encountered sexual violence, uh, whether it be harassment or um, assault or anything else in between, um, he felt like that gave him the courage to come forward about something that happened to him when he was young in Hollywood. And so I was reading this and, um, he spoke specifically about Kevin Spacey, um, and how Kevin Spacey made a sexual advance towards him when he was 14 years old. Um, and I think Kevin Spacey at the time was 26. They both were on Broadway. Um, I think I'm fairly certain it was Anthony Rapp's, um, debut on Broadway um, as uh, I forgot what show exactly. Um, and he said that, you know, if you read the BuzzFeed article, it's pretty, um, it's pretty hard to read because I, I, when I think of Kevin Spacey, I, I, I have very, very fond memories of, and thoughts of him. Um, but obviously reading this makes me, um, feel less, less like that. Um, and he just and he just tweeted out um, specifically Anthony Rapp's like everything I need to say about 
what happened to me. I said in the article, I'm not saying anything further than that. Um, and since then, um, because mm-hmm. of his bravery of coming out, um, the big show that Kevin Spacey's in, House of Cards, decided to end the season at season six. Um, they're not moving forward with it. Um, Kevin Spacey was contacted by BuzzFeed to give and his team, you know, to give comments and tell us what happened. Um, eventually, he wrote a Twitter statement, uh, which I will read. Um, I have a lot of respect and admiration for Anthony Rapp as an actor. I'm ho- I'm beyond horrified to hear his story. I honestly do not remember the encounter. It would have been over thirty years ago. But if I did behave that then, as he describes, I owe this. I owe him the sincerest apology for what would have been deeply inappropriate drunken behavior and I'm sorry of the f- for the feelings he described having carried with him all these years. Then Kevin Spacey goes on to say Do something! <laughs> oh, sorry. God, it's, it's, ooh. The world is also feeling not mm. great about this. Um, this story has encouraged me to address other things about my life. I know that there are stories out there about me and and that some have been been fueled by the fact that I have been so protective of my privacy. As those closest to me know, in my life, I have had relationships with both men and women. I have loved and had romantic encounters with men throughout my life, and I choose now to live as a gay man. Again, the words he chose was, I choose now to live as a gay man. I want to deal with this honestly and openly, and that Starts with examining my own behavior, Kevin Spacey. So, my dope person is Anthony Rapp for coming forward, especially as a man, as a gay man, to come forward about something that's happened to him. I have some thoughts about Kevin Spacey and his apology slash coming out. Um, I never want to um, analyze or criticize someone's coming out story um, because that is theirs to share. Um, but I just found it to be of poor taste to do that um, when addressing something that you did that was not great, that was pretty terrible, to a 14-year-old. According to the story, um, he did it in a way that um, people had laughed at. He was invited over to a party at Kevin Spacey's place. He's 14 years old. He went, um, and after going there, like he picked, he, Kevin Spacey allegedly picked uh, Anthony wrap up, put him on the bed, and was on top of him and did a sexual gesture gesture towards him. So anyway, I um wait. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Also, I was petting Wrigley mm-hmm. like aggressively hard because <laughs> my anxiety was peaking during this entire story. Yeah. Um, he seems fine now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do <sighs> it's bad. So wait. Well. Yes, it is, but I also want to clarify, just because I didn't read the article, and I'm probably not going to read the article, Mm -hmm. is it that he got on top of the 14-year-old Anthony Rapp and made a gesture sexually with his penis out? It didn't say. It didn't say. So there's, but there's no penetration. Not that, no. Okay. It was a sexual advance. Not making it better, but I just, it helps give context, Mm -hmm. and also... Um, it makes me wonder if, if what he says is true, if what Kevin Spacey says is true about it was a drunken gesture, if anything, because mm-hmm. this was at a party, I was mm-hmm. probably drinking, right. I was 26. Um, it makes me wonder just like, you know, 
how much do I drink? And I don't think I've done anything drunk that I would regret. However, I would say a lot of people do get drunk. Yeah. And things happen, and they think it's all in good sport. So, right. and and let's let's be real. If a woman was raped, and like, oh, she was drunk. Oh, it's so interesting. Right, wow. and so like, so I just think about it as. This is so. I think, oh. ca- for Anthony Rapp to come forward as a man to say this happened to me uh-huh. by another man, um, uh-huh. you know. It, it's also kind of tricky too because are you now outing this person because you talked about how they sexually you know sexually had sexual advances towards you Um, so that's kind of like tricky but like regardless of that of their coming out story or whatever it may be Mm -hmm. that's still inappropriate for them to do that Um, so I mean it's super tricky but I think for you to come out and say something to someone who is doing Say something against someone who's you know pretty powerful in Hollywood. Who's doing you know he has Oscars, he has Tonys, he's hosted award shows. He's not you he's know he's been the president of the United States, right? He's been the fake president of the United States for some time in House of Cards. Um, if you're that's a spoiler alert. Sorry guys. No, I'm aware. <laughs> um, but no, I just uh, I commend him for doing that. It took a lot of bravery to move to be. Just saying that out loud to anybody. That's he said he hadn't talked about it to anyone until all of this started kind of kind of coming out with the Me Too movement. Yeah, and um, my wheels are so turning right now. Yeah, you know what? So I just know that for a lot of men out there, especially because sexual assault is very real, and ninety-five yeah. percent of the victims are usually women. Um, but it does happen to men too, yeah. like we see in this instance. Yeah, uh, it's so hard to discern where that line is, especially yeah. when alcohol is involved, yeah. because we think everything's on the up and up. If both people are... It's liquid courage, right? Like it's that's what, liquid courage, yeah. yeah but it's libation. So, like, I, in, I remember in grad school, I had... I was at the bar with four friends, two, three friends. There's mm-hmm. four of us. And one of them... Well, we were all drinking, but I only had like, I don't know, a few, three mm-hmm. or four. Okay. I was fine. Just a little bit, you know, like feeling nice happy. Buzz. Yeah. Yeah. And then she, our friend, we were all just talking. There's two guys, me and another guy mm. and two gals, all hetero. And we're just chumming it along. Right. These are people I know. Yeah. And then one of them eventually, like she's flirting with him. Right. A little bit. I'm like, oh, they're going to do something. Like, whatever. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it's you know, like, it's your own business. I'm talking to my other female friend. Right. All goes along. We move from the bar to a table. We're all mm-hmm. sitting at a table. She's sitting next to me. Mm-hmm. We're all like catty corner, guys right. diagonal from each other and right. vice versa. So I'm like, okay, this is fine. We're just, it, everything's going fine. The friend who was flirting with him, I'm assuming she's still doing the same thing with him. She... Talks to me for a little bit. Right. We're talking, chatting, whatever. Right. And I won't, like, get into the details of the conversation. It's not that important. But she just puts her leg on top of my leg. And I'm just like, oh, whatever. She's feeling like Lucy. I'm, in general, very naive to flirtation up yes, until, like, my recent adult life. <laughs> like, I overlook it most of the time. So she put it on top of my leg. And I was like, okay, whatever. You know? And then she's like, oh, you know, I just think maybe sometimes you don't notice when someone is, like, attracted to you right in front of your face and you're not even paying attention because you're in your own world. She's literally saying, I'm attracted to you. Yeah, no. Yeah. She's saying, and then she, like, took her hand and reached 
to my crotch <gasps> and like started oh, no. like, caressing. Oh, no. This is very graphic. <laughs> if there are kids in the room, I should have told you earlier. Like they uh, don't need to be here. I didn't need and to then, hear this. And then she's she's trying to put hand in pants. Right. Of my pants. And, and like and I'm like, oh no. And our friends know that this is happening. They're right. watching. Right. Um she's attractive too, by the way. Right. I should say like, oh, like I didn't Attractiveness know is not the reason yeah. to do or not do whatever. It would have been yeah. one of those instances where I thought like, oh, maybe just like for one time, this is a friend I've known for a year and a half. Maybe we'll just do this. Right. But my friends were like, oh, you know, it's getting late. We should get out of here. We're getting out of here. They asked me, she's like, oh, Alex, you know, do you want to walk me home? Mm-hmm. And I was like, or no, they were. She was friend. Female friend was gonna walk other female friend home, mm-hmm. and she was like, "Well, oh, no, she Alex." Can, she over. was like, "Alex mm-hmm. can walk me home." Yeah. And then she, they turned to me and they're like, "Alex, do you want to walk her home?" And I was like, "Uh, uh." And then I said, "No." Good for you. <laughs> and then she left, but it could have turned the other way. And here's why I say this: because at the moment, it seemed like a very enticing offer. She leaves. It seems consensual to everyone there. Right. But then the next day, my other male friend was talking to her about it. And he's like, hey, how are you doing? And she's like, I'm fine. I'm okay. I don't really remember a lot of what happened oh. last night. And she, he said, well, I think you should call Alex and apologize because like, you were a, you little were aggressive. a lot. Yeah. And so she called me mm-hmm. and she was like, hey, don't know what happened last night. I mean, after a while, I just kind of. Like blacked out. Blacked out. Yeah. And so, but I was told that I should apologize to you. Did mm. I, what did I do? Oh God. That... And that, right? Okay. <laughs> no. Right. So it's like, oh. so it's just so hard. So I'm seeing this story mm-hmm. that you just read. Yeah. And then Kevin Spacey's reaction as a 26 year old, now 30 years later, right. reflecting back on this. Yeah. If I were to ever get, let's say I went the other way in that situation and right. walked her home. Mm-hmm. And things happened. And things happened. And she didn't remember. Right. I mean, it, it could be 30 years later. She could write something yeah. about that and say, hey, this thing happened. Even though the context of the situation right. seemed like we were both within our mental faculties and able to make these decisions. Right. Alcohol was at play. Right. I'm assuming that's what Kevin is saying is his excuse. Like, I was 26 and drunk. Mm-hmm. It's like, ah, uh, it's just it's so... Just, it's she hard could have, to she, say. Yeah, no, and it, let's say this, too. I could have gone back, just wanted to make out, let's say. Right. And then she became more aggressive and did things that could be considered sexual assault toward mm-hmm. a male. Yeah. Right? Totally could happen. I could be writing something 30 years later. Yeah. So, the whole point is alcohol is the devil, alcohol is poison, <laughs> everybody needs to stop drinking, period. Drinking limit age is dead. That's it. Nobody. <laughs> Prohibition. It's so scary. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I, I think it tastes, I like alcohol. It tastes good yeah. in some situations, but yeah. like, man, the consequences of it in the 21st century with social media, yeah, catastrophic. Yeah. And the thing is like, it clearly affected Anthony's like life. It's, you know, because he was talking about how it, how that incident mm-hmm. like really shaped a lot of his perspective on things, and like sometimes you don't even realize that until you like go through some therapy or like you yeah. have this like post traumatic like oh my god. So you don't know anything at fourteen. No, you think you do. Man, I thought I knew everything at fourteen. I still think I know everything, no. and then I'm like, nah, no, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> at a moment, I was like, no, nah, I you didn't don't have know. to pay bills. <laughs> it was so nice. Um, but well, yeah, was good. so that is. That is the deal. That's my person. Thanks for the fuel for uh, conversation. Yeah, absolutely. It's a lot.
Well, switching gears on a lighter note. <laughs> Super lighter note, I would hope. I was, I was just like, you know, who do I not know enough about? And since we were talking about the Clippers, we're talking about a white owner saying racially insensitive things, which mm-hmm. led to Donald Sterling. I was yes. like, let's talk about another white owner, the one who replaced Donald Sterling, because mm. I'd just like to know more about him. Mm-hmm. And so my dope person this week for some interesting factoids is um, Steve Ballmer. All right. Who is the CEO, well, the uh, the owner of the Los Angeles Clippers. Yes. So I'm just going to go through some things that maybe you didn't know about Steve-O. Let's do it. So he was uh, born in 1956. He's roughly around like 60, 61 years old. Mm-hmm. He's my dad's um, age. There you go. Um, and then born in Detroit, Michigan. The D? He, yeah. Married to Connie Snyder. Married in 1990. Good for you. Going strong. (laughs) He earned his BA in 1977 from Harvard University, where I read he also was on the football team Mm -hmm. and the manager of the football team and wrote on the Harvard Crimson paper. He was very involved on campus as a lad. And then um, he became friends with Bill Gates while at Harvard. They were buddies. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's impressive yeah so he ran into bill gates it was like hey do you want to start up like a multi-million dollar business together and I was <laughs> like, yeah why don't we be rich forever <laughs> worked, some people do that he worked he worked uh for procter and gamble as assistant product manager before going to microsoft uh, but in 1980 he begins his microsoft career as a business manager and is the company's 24th employee mm. 24 there was like that's all we need right now small thing July 1998 to February 2001, he becomes the president of Microsoft. He's in the president role of Microsoft for those three years. Uh, In January 2000, he's named chief executive officer when Bill Gates steps down to concentrate on philanthropy. So Mm -hmm. at the moment, Bill Gates was like, all right, I'm going to go do some good in the world. This is when Steve stepped in to shine. I Mm -hmm. got this. Yeah. Uh, 2014, he steps down as CEO. So he'd made a 14-year run. And he, uh, 2014, signed a binding agreement to buy the Los Angeles Clippers for $2 billion from one Donald Sterling. $2 billion. Just $2 billion? That's all it takes to get, a, to get a franchise these days. I'm saving up. Steve um, becomes the official owner of the Clippers that year. And uh, he steps down from the Microsoft Board of Directors in order to concentrate on the Clippers at the same time. So he's really focused on the team, which is really cool. You know, didn't bring back CP3. He's like, we're making some adjustments. You know, mm-hmm. he's, he's got hands on. Um, recently, 2015, announced that he bought 4% of stake in Twitter. And he's working on becoming more of a primary owner mm. of Twitter. I hope That's that, interesting. I, I know. At the time. Can we block it. certain people? Like, I don't know, 45? Can we do something? Steve. <laughs> Steve. Steve. Listen. Help, help a sister out. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, I read some other stuff too. It's not that. Oh, his net worth is $30 billion. Uh, he's number Only? T- number 21 on the annual world's billionaire list. Mm. So 21st most rich person in the world. Um, I read some things about his relationship with... Uh, Bill Gates, and there's some interesting stories about how they would yell at each other in meetings. Oh, wow. <laughs> Ballmer would say, like, outlandish things. And he also is known for his his flair, his temperament. If you've ever seen him at games, mm-hmm. there's two owners you probably think of when you think of 
prominent owners in the NBA. You think of Mark Cuban with the Mavericks, this eccentric entrepreneur. He's a shark from Shark Tank. Yeah, he's like all over omnipresent. Right. But you look at Steve Ballmer, he's as eccentric, just not an entrepreneur. He's like a businessman. And he's just like, gets really fired up. And so he's done birthday parties or whatever mm-hmm. where he's like popped out of cakes. <laughs> like he's just been hiding in the cake. Like, surprise! <laughs> this is, that seems unnecessary. When you look at Bill Gates as like this very down-to-earth, do-good, humble kind of guy. Yeah. Steve Ballmer is the exact opposite. Who's He reportedly is on record as saying like, no, fuck that. I don't need that guy. Talking about Bill Gates. Yeah. I don't need him. Use him? Yes. Need him? No. <laughs> like, so he's just, you see him in a lot of pictures with like facial expressions, gritted teeth, tongue out, raised eyebrows, squinted face. Like huh. he's very expressive. So anyway, um, for the good work that he's done since taking over the Clippers and the positive direction they're going in, that's a little bit of something about one Steve Ballmer. Awesome. I, I did not know. Anything about him? So thanks for thanks for educating me and our and our and our uh, cast our cast uh, listeners. You got it, um, which is always lovely. What's your one thing? One thing I feel like we should mention before we go. We were talking about a T-shirt before we started the cast. Yes, that everyone should know about. Yeah. Would you want to tell people? So there is a T-shirt. I was listening to a, a recent episode of Open Run, uh, a podcast uh, about basketball. Of course, we we listen to. More I've never heard of it. You've never heard of it. Anyway, um, no, it wasn't open run. I'm sorry, it was Pod Save America, and they were interviewing Steve Kerr. Definitely different genre of podcasting. Um, and one of the podcasters was, talk, was talking to Steve Kerr about a T-shirt that he wore called uh, it was it's Popovich Kerr 2020. And uh, it's about eighteen to twenty dollars, uh, depending on where you get it. You can get it from Amazon for eighteen, twenty dollars from the actual website. There is an actual website um, that is what really wanting Coach Popovich and Steve Kerr That's to so run funny. for office. Steve Kerr has stated on the record that he would vote for Popovich, but he his passion is in basketball and not in public service. So. I'm going to say say the only problem with that is that the name should be flipped. Well, so that was also one of the things that people were saying that it should be Kerr Popovich. I think that's more appropriate. Um, I don't really care. Popovich is... (laughs) (laughs) I personally would love it. He's a little wiry. I'm just going to say Popovich... I, I would trust love him, that. but he's but he's very wiry I from a backseat perspective. I love he's a coach. It. I think I it's it. great. I love it. I, I love it so much. But send Steve to the podiums to do a lot of the talking. Right, the right, right. I read right, that. Right, right, right. I, I see it. I hear it. I see it. Man, that's such a good opportunity. Oh, Ugh. my God. Kirk, come on, man. Do it. Do it for the culture. One do more, it for the people. One more ring, and then let's hang this up and start the campaign trail. Let's do it. Let's oh, do it. We, we will speak for you. <laughs> <Yes>. uh, <laughs> Um, but yeah, other than that, the only thing I wanted to kind of, in, maybe in a little bit of a somber note, just wanted to give our love to all the New Yorkers out there. I know there's a lot been going on this week uh, with um, people ramming people with a truck and apparently there was a shooting today and all these things that are happening. Just, you know, take care of yourself and uh, tell the people that you love that you love them. And that you're a, okay. And that you're okay. That's also helpful too. Yeah. So uh, be good. Be dope, and we'll catch you later. See ya.